April 4th. It's a Saturday, which means Tanya's taking the day off. Um, th- what I wanted to talk about today is a book that I've read recently by Simon Sinek. Uh, the book is called The Infinite Game. And it's a book and an author I've referred to, I've alluded to a number of times. He's had a huge impact on the way I interact with the world, on my outlook of the world, um, and how I, what, you know, the risks I take and the things that I try to do, um, try to be useful in this world. And I think there's a powerful message in that book that can help us as a collectively as a society get through this crazy COVID-19 crisis uh, right now. I'll try to summarize this, um, the, the book and uh, the, the key aspects of the book that are important to me, but I really recommend you a, either read it if you, have, if you can. He does a great job on um, the Audible version, the audiobook version of this in Audible. Um, he's, he reads it himself. Uh, and there's, there's a whole bunch of talks that he does, like 45-minute or hour-long talks where he describes the book, why he wrote it, kind of the book tour kind of thing. Um, and you can find those. And I would argue that those, some of those videos are maybe the most efficient way to get the basic idea uh, into your head if, if this is the first time you're hearing about it. I'll link to one of those talks in the description of this podcast. The basic idea is most companies now think in a finite way, which is to say they think very short-term about immediate outcomes or short-term outcomes. Simon argues that when you do that, you hurt trust and cooperation in an organization. The alternate outlook or the alternate way of conducting yourself is using what he says, the infinite outlook. And that is to say that you're in, you're, you're making decisions that will help your organization, your group, continue on into the future forever so it's less important what any particular metrics about how your organization is performing any of those metrics are at any given time as long as you can stay in the game as long as you can stay in the game you're winning you're winning the infinite game and he uses lots of examples um the so the, well maybe I'll just I'll just say this the they're in so they're finite games things like sports are finite games where the rules are fixed there's there are known players uh, and there's an agreed upon way of tracking who is going to win that game everyone agrees on what the rules are and how at the end of a given period of time how you're going to decide who the winner is in a finite game there are known and unknown players there the the rules can change over time Uh, players come and go in and out of the game as they run out of resources or if they run out of the will to continue playing and he talks of he gives the example that I think is relevant right now of in the 90s how businesses in North America started laying off 
employees to try and balance books at the end of a fiscal or quarterly or at the end of a, a year of their fiscal year to try and have their balance sheets look good or or have their stock price do something that would make it um, you know have, have this sort of arbitrary scoring system that they decide on but not everyone has agreed on I think he's saying he's saying in the infinite game there there's no such thing as really keeping score if you're keeping score the the only real competitor in an infinite game is yourself and and trying to stay in the game as long as you can it's it's really time i guess as he would maybe he would put it i don't know i don't want to speak for him but this is what i get from the book and and he talks about how if if you have these arbitrary um, revenues or arbitrary numbers of outputs or things that we put on you know our scorecards balanced scorecards if you work in a business Th those are those can be important in that they give you an indication of how things are going and where you and and how you're doing in relation to a target that you may have set for yourself but if you haven't hit that particular target by an arbit that kind of arbitrary these these targets i think at the end of the day are arbitrary he, his, he would say these are all arbitrary targets and if you don't hit those arbitrary targets by an arbitrary time point that's okay the point is the trend are you moving towards your goal or are you moving further away from it and you can and and even if the score is not going or the the arbitrary metric you're using shows that you're not doing well it may just mean that you need to change strategies or you need to do something else it doesn't mean you should um, put too much emphasis on on those arbitrary timelines or arbitrary endpoints um, and he says that companies that understand this it was before about the 90s companies went out of their way to try to protect their workers and to build and and he said that so even when a company got into trouble financially they would do their uh, the do their best their absolute best to not have to fire any employees or lay off any employees it was only in the 80s and 90s when this became kind of a trend where companies would routinely start laying off people in their companies based on some arbitrary um, these arbitrary metrics I saw it happen twice at a company I worked at at Celestica when I was in my um, in between my third and fourth years of, of my undergrad engineering degree there were two rounds of layoffs that happened where where um, I, I'm not sure what the metrics were but the the um, there was some arbitrary way of deciding that that the workforce was too big for the company at the moment and a large number of these people and I don't remember the percentages but in our team I think we lost I, our, I think our team was in the uh, in the range of 10 or 12 people and I think we lost four or five of them over the two rounds of layoffs in that uh, in uh, over the I was there for about 16 months and uh, and it left and what Simon Sinek would say is that things like that just decimate feelings of trust and cooperation within the team and it kills morale 
And so while people will go to the ends of the earth in some cases, if you have a, a good leader that has an infinite mindset, which is what he argues all leaders should have, an infinite mindset, and the leaders are sacrificing for the good of the people under them, the people that they are caring for, that they take care of, then people pull together, they will, uh, even in hardship times when things are not going well for a company, they will work extra hours, they will um, go without perks, they'll go without even accept cuts to their pay for the short term in order to make sure the company is able to survive and and keep going forward w versus if you have leadership with a finite mindset and this is what i saw in my time at celestica is you have people getting laid off left and right kind of for arbitrary reasons and it kills the morale in the teams everyone sort of starts to uh, fear for their own safety. Uh, they start to think only about what's important for them. They only try to, they think, they focus harder on these arbitrary metrics to make sure that they don't get swept up in the next round of, of, of layoffs. So they have to artificially make themselves sometimes look better based on these metrics and of course all these metrics can be gamed you can find ways of making your numbers look better than what truly is represented by the work that any particular person is doing and um, and it it harms people it harms the 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 company and it harms the individuals that work in the company they come home um, and and leads to mental health issues i think I think what Simon Sinek is trying to point out is when you have companies with a finite run by a finite mindset, you this breakdown in trust and cooperation um, leads to people like great high levels of unhappiness and and um, and depression and all the negative things that come with doing jobs that people hate and coming home feeling terrible about yourself and your work. Um, and not wanting to do anything extra beyond what is technically your responsibility at work um, and and kind of covering your ass to make sure you can't get fired. And what the trend that is a bit surprising to me that I'm seeing is on the, on the one hand, some people are pulling together, some l groups and leaders are are working hard to support the people that work under them asking people how they're doing and demonstrating through their actions that they actually care about how people are doing. Um, but in other cases, you see mass layoffs. And, um, and, it, uh, and I'm not trying to suggest that there aren't some cases where that's simply unavoidable. But it seems there are other places, uh, especially people working for pub the public sector, where uh, the leadership should, I think, be trying harder to find ways to not lay off people, uh, but find a different way, temporarily, um, temporarily cutting back people's pay, perhaps tempor temporarily um, uh, asking people to take more time off, unpaid time off, things like that, uh, rather than laying off twenty thousand 
people in the education system as they did in Alberta, which is the largest layoff in Canada's history, as I understand it. And um, yeah, I think I think that's the main point. I think right now, more than ever, if if w I think I think there's a definitely a potential for society to come out of this and companies and organizations, whatever organizations you are part families to come out of this stronger if we adopt an infinite mindset on the other hand I think there's a risk that if we stick with a finite mindset that we tear society apart and and um, unnecessarily cause people more suffering than is than is needed to get through this. So those are my thoughts. Simon Sinek, The Infinite Game. I'll link to a talk that, and, and he does a much better job, obviously, of talking about this, but it's something that, um, that resonates very, very strongly with me because I think I've been very lucky in my, in my not only my career, but my schooling and all the jobs I've had to, to work with leaders, who uh, to work for leaders, really, that have an infinite mindset and the best leaders do this without even needing it n needing for it to be um, pointed out it's it's something that they do innately and um, though I'm not sure that though something Simon Sinek argues is that we need to do a better job training our leaders to understand how uh, and, and and to show them you know, I think maybe by luck, by somewhat, by dumb luck, I've been fortunate to work with leaders who have this sort of infinite mindset. And maybe they were lucky enough to work with other le their leaders that also had infinite mindsets. And I think it, um, maybe that's, you know, people learn through that chain. But um, for people who, for whatever reason, haven't had that opportunity, I think there it's really important that we train our leaders with this sort of with these basic concepts of how you develop trust and cooperation in your organization and um and pull people together rather than rather than uh make make it every every worker for themselves uh kind of culture so yeah i think that's it have a good night <laughs>